This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, The Haunting of Julia. She had no one to play with for 30 years. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And there's no Hotlanta. The part of Hotlanta is being played by my whiskey tumbler. Yeah. Because it's <laughs> a very equal... It, it will contri- contribute as much to the plot of the film. Yeah. It knows about as much of this movie as Brett does. Uh... Yes, this movie also apparently known as Full Circle. Yeah, which makes no sense. Also the name of a uh, Doctor Who story, which is rather not looked kindly upon, because it introduces Adric. Oh. I don't actually know what that, that means. That's fine. Anybody who's a fan of the fourth Doctor Series will series as we'll know, but but no. Instead, we watch this movie, which is now known as The Haunting of Julia, starring Mia Farrow and yep. some other people. John Amplis? No, no, John Amplis. Oddly enough, I feel like I feel like John Amplis needed to do more movies because I think he did very very few of them. <laughs> and although yeah. we have to name check him every episode now for some reason. <laughs> I mean, I like to think there's a little John Amphilus in all of us, because most of us uh, haven't been in very many movies. Yeah, that's true. Chris, more than most. That's true. Check out my IMDb page. Christabel Aloysius Reynolds. Two, because there's another one that has the same name, so. Yeah, I had to actually change it for the Screen Actors Guild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why he just goes by Chris now. Hold on, I'm just looking myself up on IMDb. <laughs> Uncredited. Uh, there's actually a lot more than I thought there would be. <laughs> Weird. Huh. I don't think there's any of me's on there, but I don't have my phone with me, so I can't check. How many TRs are in Troy? <laughs> uh, two one for the Tur, one for the Troy fair enough yes uh, so this movie yeah your, your contemplative sigh says a lot this movie starts it sure does it does with Mia Farrow making breakfast. Yep. And she does, and she tells her daughter to go get her dad for breakfast. And the daughter does the same thing that every kid does. When you tell your, your kid, Hey, go tell so-and-so this meal is ready. They just go to the stairs and yell, Hey, dad, breakfast is ready. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's what you meant. Yeah. I mean, that's what every kid does. <laughs> That's true. 
<laughs> my mom lamented that once. She's like, I'd be like, go get your brother for dinner. And I'd just like lean over the railing of the stairs and be like, Eric, it's time for dinner. She's like, I could have done that. <laughs> yeah, that's not going and getting. That's shouting downstairs. <laughs> so, uh, but apparently her dad was not coming up the stairs quickly enough because she was like, dad, get your ass down here. Yep. And uh, as they're eating, there's, there's a bit of an issue. Where a yeah. daughter, she uh, she starts choking. Yeah, especially after like, cause like she's like, "Can I have an apple, mom?" And her mom's like, "Not until you finish your breakfast." Like, who the fuck tells her kid, "No, please do not eat a fruit or a vegetable until you finish your your proper fry up." Yeah, yeah, you haven't finished all of your beans and sausage. How dare you put like roughage in you? <laughs> you can only have an apple when you finish your. Pop tarts and marshmallow cereal. Yeah. And uh, but there's probably a good reason she'll not eat the apple. Yeah, because apparently she's real bad at it. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. So she uh, she gets it, you know, one tenth of the way down. Yeah, and then she starts choking on said apple. And apparently in 1976, the Heimlich maneuver had not been invented yet. Oh, no, they went for the alternate move, which is where you grab your kid by the ankles and flip him upside down and shake him real good. <laughs> that classic choking child maneuver we've all pulled. <laughs> yeah, and so like she's like, she's like, Dick, just reach in there. Actually, he does tell her to reach in there with her fingers and try to pull, like, scoop it out, which is one thing you should try to do. Yeah. Quick, drive it farther into her windpipe, he says. Yeah. And uh, and so the kid's not doing so well. And so Mia Farrell's like, get me a knife. Yeah. And the, the husband, whose name is Magnus, who I will call Magnus because his name is Magnus. Yeah. And he's like, um, maybe we should call literally anyone besides your plan. Well, he actually did call for an ambulance. He's like, they'll be here like in like two minutes. And she's like, this kid's choking to death. She's going to be dead in two minutes. Get me the fucking knife. Yeah. It turns out she was totally right. She was going to be dead in two minutes. Maybe because <laughs> of the apple. Maybe because of the emergency tracheotomy. Who's to say? We don't know because all we're treated to is the the EMTs opening up the door and Mia Farrow standing there with like blood on her hands and her smock shaking and not saying it and just staring into the distance and not saying anything. Yeah. And then we, uh, we jump to time units later, somewhere between yes. two days and several years. Yes. And, uh, Mia Farrow, she is, uh, She's in some kind of hospital, mental or otherwise. Yeah. And the doctor's like, maybe you should consider going home now because you, I think you're okay now. And I'm like, I wonder how many times he told her she probably should go home now. Because I have a feeling she's like, no, I'm good here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you could go though. That's always an option. Yeah, but you know, it's it's here. It's nice. I'm just gonna stay here. 
It's like it's like after it's it's like after we get done recording, Chris, and you're like, Brett, you can go home now. And Brett's like, I I think this couch is quite nice. I'm going to sit here for a while longer. Yeah. And then you get up in the morning, and Brett's sitting there on the couch, and you're like, uh, dude, can 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 you go now? <laughs> now it's time for you to leave. <laughs> this was funny like, the first time. <laughs> like, did you sleep? Or did you just sit here staring in space the whole time? I'm not sure which. I mean, I don't know. There's there's a microphone down here, and a computer, and a TV, and beer. I might stay out here tonight. There you go. You're like, who needs a bed when I have this nice, soft, comfy couch? There's only some spiders. Yeah. Hey, it's not a lot of spiders. It's the right amount of spiders. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, yes, listeners, please tell us what the right amount of spiders is. Yeah, I might I might have to change my opinion on how many spiders are the right amount down here. Because I'd be like, eh, four or five, it's fine. Some people are like zero. Zero is the per- <laughs> the right number of spiders. Uh, but in fairness to our listeners, because I know we have listeners everywhere, these are American spiders. Yeah, they're not Australian spiders. Yeah, or Canadian. Yes. You know, no one, no one likes those Canadian spiders. Too polite. Don't care for them. Nope. Please, uh, pardon me, but uh, do you mind if I just, you know, envenom you now? <laughs> if, you, if it's not too much trouble. <laughs> uh, so her husband shows up and is kind of like, are you sure she's okay to leave? Because she might still be crazy. Yeah, but the, but the doctor's like, hey, only one of us here is a doctor, I think. I don't. Are you a doctor? Not important. The important thing is she needs to leave. Yeah. And then she, like, hears her husband show up, and she's like, fuck it, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. And he, like, shouts down the stairs, which is apparently a recurring motif in this movie. Yep. Yeah, shout. If you're on the stairs, you have to shout. That's the rule. And she, uh, she leaves, and... Gets like some kind of turnkey apartment. Yeah, she's like she's like a taxi. She's like, just take me anywhere. And he's like, okay. And then they cut to her with the realtor next to a sign that says "imposing period residence." Yeah, which is definitely going on my house if I ever sell it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's one of those phrases that could probably be interpreted multiple ways. Yeah, I just want to. I just want to saddle the realtor with it. They're gonna make their fucking money off my place. Yeah. Like, nope, nope. That is. I got. I got room to to wiggle on most things about this house, lady, or sir. But you really need to sell the imposingness of this house. Yes, please. You must list it as imposing in all advertisements. Yes, all capitals, preferably bold if applicable. Yeah. <laughs> no italics. Yes. This is imposing Cape Cod. <laughs> uh, I have an imposing split level mid century period residence. So she uh she moves into the apartment, I think. It's it's unclear. It's, it's like a townhouse. Yeah. It's a it's a row house. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, it is great, because, like, all the furniture is still here. 
So yeah. I guess that's good. She didn't have to bring any of her own furniture because she didn't got none. Yeah. They don't let you take the furniture out of the mental institution when you leave. Yeah. And presumably her husband is still living in the house that they had furnished previously. Does she, uh, she goes and checks out the place because I guess she just signed the thing sight unseen. I don't know. Weird, but whatever. It's, it's what it sounded like. And, and uh, uh, yeah, she's rifling around, checking it out. And there's a, a room that's full of the children's stuff. Yep. You know, like toys and other things children have. Small furniture. Yes, <laughs> clothes that aren't the size of grown people clothes. <laughs> it's other things that I can't think of. Yeah, I don't know what kids had in 1977. I don't know. I don't know what kids have now. I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't have any kids. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, like, com- computers, bunk beds, Nintendo Switches, yeah. Pokemon yeah, I don't know, like my, stuff. My nephew visits, and I'm like, it's like he's how old? Like he's oh he's he's eighteen months. I'm like, does that mean he's wa- driving yet? I don't know like how this works now. Yeah, so, <laughs> I have no concept of like how old a kid is when they start talking or walking or any of that. I'm like, I don't like when does kindergarten start? Somewhere between age like three and seven, I think. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> kindergarten starts about the time where you're like, man, if this kid just could not be in my house for half of the day, that would be fucking cool. Well, that was just weird to me because, like, when I went to kindergarten, I went for a full day every day. And, like, my brother went, like, for a full day every other day. And I was like, that doesn't seem fair. <laughs> yeah, I think I went for half a day. I don't fucking know. Well, my so my kindergarten was at my daycare that was run by the hospital my parents worked at. So they would just drop us off in the morning and pick us up in the afternoon when they they finish their work, their shift. So, like, my kindergarten was that. Only, like, the like a licensed kindergarten teacher it counted as kindergarten, all that fun stuff. But, like, basically you just moved from room to room through this building as you got older, you know. So, I don't know. Like, I don't know how kindergarten works for normal people either because I didn't go to, like, public school kindergarten. That's cool. At least you're in a cult. I mean, that's a good talking yeah. point. Oh, I mean, it was a Catholic hospital, so. Yeah, so a cult. Yeah. I mean, we had to pray to the Pope every day. It was fine. Yeah. No, we didn't have to do that. We didn't have to do that. Yeah, it was just Catholics. There's probably a lot of incense and Latin. Just incense and peppermints. Yeah. That's good. Good. Solid. Strawberry yeah. alarm clock. Yep. For the win. <laughs> uh... No, like that was the thing. Like it was, yeah. I don't. I. I guess I went to. I went to private kindergarten. <laughs> oh, fancy Troy. Yeah. Oh, we we drank all of our juice with our pinkies out. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No. But anyway, we were, we were we watched a movie this week. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Back to that. <laughs> So uh, she's rifling around through the kids' room, and she finds a creepy symbol clown thing. It's like yeah. one of the like the monkey, but it's a clown, right? Yes, but and like her daughter had the same thing because we saw it in the opening credits. And not only does it clap its symbols together, 
but it like throws itself forward and backward, like at the waist, for some goddamn reason. No, oh, it wouldn't be terrifying enough to a small child if it just clapped symbols together. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, and so she's playing with that and cuts her finger on it. Yeah, because apparently the symbols are made of tidy razors. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, who doesn't sharpen their children's toys before giving them to them? Yeah, I, I would save so much time every Christmas if I didn't have to spend an hour sharpening every toy I was going to give my child. <laughs> Modifying them if they had no sharpenable points. Yeah. Santa Santa gave gave Daddy a grinder this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope you appreciate this, honey, because it was super hard to get a fine edge on this silly putty. Yeah. I mean, how else do you fight the other kids at kindergarten if you don't sharpen your toys ahead of time? Hey, I'm teaching her stuff that'll be valuable in the future. Yeah. Think how it's far ahead. Playground shiv. Yeah. My kid, my kid's making shivs on a 12th grade level already. <laughs> so let's play Red Rover. Prison rules. <laughs> yeah. They're playing tag and Mags has fucking got a razor, a sharpened like toothbrush hidden in her mouth. <laughs> the whole fucking toothbrush. <laughs> yep. Whole thing. <laughs> They're smaller because she's a child, Troy. Oh, okay. Don't, don't, gotcha, be, okay. don't be silly. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's why she's good at hide and seek. Because they find her, <laughs> and she just spits it out and says, you just keep right on walking. <laughs> yeah. That, or she just like takes the extra dimensional space inside of her mouth and wraps it around herself. <laughs> hey, I don't have a lot to give my children, but I did give her a pocket dimension inside of her mouth. <laughs> It's her mouth of holding. Yeah. Her bag of devouring, if you will. <laughs> it's a genetic thing. Like <laughs> like my father and his father before him, we passed it down. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, sharp simple. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know. She cuts her hand on the symbols and blood falls on the floor and they cut away because God damn it, does anything need to be nothing means anything in this movie. Yeah. And then we cut to uh, the, the totally not creepy park scene. Oh, yeah. Because who doesn't bring a Polaroid camera to the park with them and take pictures of the kid? <laughs> yeah. I mean, nothing weird about that. I mean, that's definitely not why Brett's not with us today. Yeah, I don't like dude, Polaroid. You got a phone, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's like, but the phone's more obvious because people are looking for that. No one expects the Polaroid camera. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a real hipster about his child park photos. <laughs> he rides up on his fixed gear bike, <laughs> slams a PBR, waxes his mustache. Well, yes, waxes his mustache, grabs his Polaroid camera, puts the little flash cube on top of it, and then starts taking pictures. Yeah, it, the other parents are like, "What are you doing?" He's like, oh, "You would, you never heard of it." I mean, I was taking pictures of kids before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's my bread impression, folks. <laughs> That's pretty pretty solid. Yeah. 
Oh, Brett's going to wish he was here for this episode. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, no, instead, he's uh, he's taking care of the Super Bowl. So anyway, she's taking non-consensual pictures of children. Cool. And uh, she thinks she sees her kid in the, I don't know, weird concrete stair thing? What the, whatever the fuck that was. A gravel pit? I don't know. I don't apparently I don't understand British playgrounds. Yeah. Yeah, apparently it's cool to take pictures of kids and they're full of quarries for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if one thing doc, if Doctor Who taught me anything is that the UK is full of quarries cuz that's where they shot everything. <laughs> It's like, do we need an alien planet? Yes. Okay, let's go to a quarry. I heard quarry. <laughs> oh, this quarry reminds me of when I was a child. And she uh, she heads over to where she thinks she sees her kid, and that's where she finds what I assume is a common fixture in all British parks. And that's a dead turtle and a scalpel. Well, yeah, because, I mean... How else are they going to find out about anatomy? I mean, it's not like schools teach that. And, uh, turns out, funny story, the, uh, the people in the park think it's fucking weird that a grown woman has got a turtle and a scalpel and blood everywhere. And brandishing it all at a child. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they yell British slang circa 1977 at her to run her off. Yep. And then she uh she heads home. She hears some weird noises in her place. Oh, and for some reason the heat the radiator keeps getting turned on. The electric radiator keeps getting turned on. Yeah. And she turns it off, and then she looks back, and it's on. She turns it off, it's it's back on. Yeah, she takes some pictures, but there's nothing in them, I guess. Like the the stuff in the room doesn't show up. Yeah. Because I guess it's, you know, haunted or whatever. It's ghost children stuff. So then, uh, they, they, I don't know who they are. It's unclear who spearheaded the initiative, but they decide to have a seance. Oh, wait, we've missed some stuff. Uh, Did we? Yep. So at one point she comes home and she's locked herself out of the house. And so she, like, crawls in through a side window and scrapes her leg and has to, like, wash her uh, slip in the tub. Um, Her husband, well, so she has a friend, a friend in the area, some dude who needs a fucking haircut. And uh, he brings her a mirror from his store where he sells lamps. He's like, oh, it's Heaven's Soul. I'm like, well, maybe because it's a mirror, not a lamp, dumbass. Like, people come to lamp stores to buy lamps, not buy mirrors. Yeah, check out this lamp. That's a mirror, sir. <laughs> yeah. But don't oh. you want to buy it? No, I need a lamp. Yeah. And uh, and she shows him the piano that's out of tune. And they laugh. And then her husband shows up. Oh, no, she has lunch with her sister-in-law 
Yeah. Or maybe it's high tea. I don't know. And, uh, like, she's like, oh, basically you get the impression that she is the reason that they have money and that her husband has kind of become accustomed to the life that he can lead being married to her. And so he's trying to get her back. And she's kind of like, no, nah, I'm kind of good the way I am. Thanks. I don't think I really need the uh, husband. But then her husband starts calling her. And she just hangs up on him and doesn't answer the phone anymore. So then he comes around to the house. And that's when the guy is like, excuse me, sir. I noticed you happen to be skulking around the premises. Yeah. Good, sir. <laughs> and he's like, well, yes, my wife lives here. And he's like, yes, but it seems that you do not. So maybe you should uh, move along, sir. And then the guy, the husband just pushes him down and runs off. Yeah. And then the lady comes over and says, oh, hey, your husband assaulted my husband. Let's have tea. And I'll tell you about the old ladies who used to live here. Well, now you skipped the seance. That's the lady who asked. Oh, no, you're right. I thought that was the lady who asked for the seance, but it wasn't that lady. It was, it the, was the sister-in-law. The sister-in-law asked for the seance. Yeah, they're all they're all old white ladies. I can't tell them to tell them apart. Yikes. Yeah, that's right. Ageist and racist. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go for the trifecta. Uh, well, in fairness, it was slightly misogynistic. That is true. I guess I did go with it. did say ladies. So, congrats. You got the hat trick. There we go, yes. Racist, ageist, and sexist. Oh, that's going to end up in our fucking iTunes reviews. <laughs> no, you're right, though. It was the sister-in-law, not the husband, assaulted husband's wife who showed up. So, yes, please continue, Chris. So they, uh, they, have, a, they have a seance where the seance lady, name to be determined... Mrs. Flood or something? Yeah. That sounds like a name a person has. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so With she, two uh, D's and one U, but no O's. She has uh, the seance, and she gets kind of freaked out. Starts yammering about a kid. A, yeah, a kid. And so, of course, Mia Farrow's like, well, that's my kid. Obviously. Duh. Uh, understandably, her kid has a strong attachment to this place that she moved into recently and had never been before. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe the kid, the ghost is haunting her, but not the house. Mm. You know, like in Insidious. I mean, it's not like the lady put on a gas mask and like had a Marilyn Manson video to, to show us. That's true. Uh, I could say... Accurately, this movie did not devolve into a Marilyn Manson music video for the last third. <laughs> and uh, and so they finish up because everyone's a little freaked out. Yeah. So a lady goes upstairs to use the washroom and fails to use the stairs correctly coming back down. Yeah. This, this flood has an episode, falls down the stairs. And they just throw no, her it's ass a in different the car. lady. It's a different lady. Is it? I thought it was Miss Flood. It's the one that looks like a very British uh, flow from the progressive commercials. Yeah. The important thing is that uh, some lady falls down the stairs. And then it's referenced almost never again in the movie. 
And then we get where uh, the strange well, they husband, take, they, Magnus. They take, Miss, they take Miss Flood home. Uh-huh. And she's like, it was a girl. Like, this this little girl was there, and she creeped the fuck out of me. And he's like, and then Mia Farrow's like, it must be my girl. My girl was so creepy. Yeah. I often told her how creepy she was. <laughs> Did she look like she was suspended from her ankles? Because that was the thing she enjoyed. <laughs> Was she holding an apple? Yeah. How how'd her neck look? It was pretty fucked up last time I saw her. Did you see like a small arm holding an apple? Oh yuck. So anyway, this is where Magnus is uh shoves a dude. Yeah. And busts into like, the house. Oh yeah, because he tries like the front door, it's locked, tries the windows, they're locked, goes around to the side door, it's locked. And then here's a click, and it is unlocked. Yeah, and he heads down to the basement where things happen. Maybe you see a little girl run across the screen in the background. Possibly. It's hard to tell. It's very dark, and it's not a good transfer. And uh, that long and the short of it is uh, he dies. Yep, he dead. Yeah, he dead now. It's important. He's... Oh, he strangles on nothing. He chokes on nothing. Yeah. Ghost apple, possibly? Who's to say? Yeah, who knows? I mean, ghost fruit are the most dangerous of fruit. That's true. I remember hearing that often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't eat that ghost apple, Chris. <laughs> yeah. You know, what we, you know what they say about ghost apples? They're the most dangerous of fruits. <laughs> yeah. You don't eat a windfall apple, and you don't eat a ghost apple. Yeah. yeah. This is basic stuff. And don't stray from the path. Yeah. So he did. And it factors into the plot exactly 0%. Nope. Yeah, like, she doesn't even smell his body decomposing. He's just dead in the basement, and no one notices. Classic British basement corpse, they all say. Yeah, like, maybe it's like a peat bog down there, and he just sinks in, and he's going to become like a mummy. Over the course of a few thousand years. And then we meet up with the neighbor lady who tells the story about how her husband was there and roughed up the lady's husband. husband. There you go. Chris is like, crap, I've now trapped myself in a trap of a maze of pronouns. (laughs) Yeah. All this vagary is making it difficult. (laughs) And she tells her the story about the lady who lived there before who had a daughter who also choked to death. Yep. Because there was like two old ladies that lived there for a little bit. And then before that, it was the Rudges. And that was the one whose daughter choked to death. And so she, uh, Mia Farrow decides to head back to meet the medium lady to try to get some more info about what spooked her so bad. The ghost, the ghost girl. But she changes her story. Yeah, she's like, it told it wasn't a girl, it was a boy. Totally a boy. Do you hear that, ghost girl? It was a boy. Yeah, and it, it was a, a boy in the park. Not, yeah. a, not a girl. So, Definitely not a girl. So naturally, Mia Farrow decides to head to the local library to do some research. Yes. And she she wants to look through the papers to find out 
Can I actually find out, like, generally when the Rudge girl died from a nosy old lady? And and so she goes to the, the to look through the newspaper, the old newspapers at the library. And how does she do that, Chris? Well, she uses the best book that's ever been committed to film. <laughs> the thing is, like, a, a four by four square. Like, it's it's huge. <laughs> it's ginormous. The guy looks physically distressed that he has to carry this thing. <laughs> and he's like, this covers from 36 to 37. If you need 38, it's a whole other book. Yeah, please don't need 38. Yeah. I'm well, already going to need reconstructive so surgery. I was trying to figure out why they asked if I could lift 50 pounds when I tried out for this, when I, when I applied for this library job. <laughs> yeah. But she uh, she finds the, the news story about the dead boy, and she finds out, you know, dead boy's mom. So, you know, in a rational move, she decides to hunt her down. Cause you yeah, know what this boy love? was killed and mutilated in the park. Yeah. And people love it when you bring up their horrible traumas from earlier in life. People love that shit. Actually, this old lady did. Yeah, oddly enough. Because she's like, yeah, those fuckers... They stopped caring and stopped talking to me because I kept trying to tell them it wasn't the hobo, or I'm sorry, like the homeless man that you guys hung for the death of my son. It was the the, the, the freaking kids there at the park that did it, but no one will listen to me. So now that you're here, I'm going to tell you that. Yeah. And Mia Farrow's like, murder kids? Well, I'm Tell me par- more. I'm a gumshoe now, so let's get some information. Yeah. And also, she gets, do you know a Mr. Lu- Louis Cypher? <laughs> so she gets uh, the skinny on a couple of guys. I guess they're the only two who are left now. Yeah, because the old lady has basically made sure that none of the other kids lead like successful lives. Yeah. Like, you get the idea that she's like pretty influential and just like spikes people's, spikes their careers and stuff so that. To, to get her revenge on them, because that's the only way she can, which is pretty hardcore. Hey, fuck it, man. Yeah. So she uh, she meets the first guy. He's a piano man, not Billy Joel. No. A different piano man. No, he sells pianos. Yeah, and piano accessories. Yes, he does not, he does not uh, sing for their pleasure and play the piano. Yeah. Regardless not, of if he, they're in mood for a He does not melody. play them a memory. Yeah, nobody feels all right around him. Nope. And he's basically like, oh, I see you talk to crazy lady. You can fuck off out of my piano store. And that, that's right. him, in a nutshell. Yep. yep. So she heads off to meet a second guy, Beer Man. Yes. And he invites her into his little apartment and just, like, straight up, like, drops the truth on her. He's like, oh yeah, like that little girl, the little girl, the, the Rudge girl was crazy as fuck. Uh, basically taught us all about sex one way or another, Yikes. which is not what I, yeah. Like, mm, mm. And uh, she used to like dissect animal, like cut up animals. She wanted to kill someone. So she killed this boy. And then like, you know, and then like, and I told her mom that too, because like this dude's just like, I I have no filter. 
<laughs> yeah. And so uh, Mia Farrow is like, oh, cool. That's what I was looking for. And he's like, well, I mean, while you're up here, you want to, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, fool around a little bit? And she's like, no, what the fuck? No. Yeah. He's like, are you sure? He's like, yes, I'm out. Yeah. And he kind of follows her out like, Mike, he's like, are you really sure? Like, if I just grabbed you and pulled you back in here, would you like? <laughs> You're like, oh, that's, mm, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird his story about murdering people when he was a kid didn't uh, get everybody in the mood. That's weird. Yeah. Apparently got him in the mood. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. And then hey, uh, I didn't make this movie. That night, there, she ha- she has like a dream where like uh, somebody's caressing her face. Yeah, and it's weird because it kind of looks like it's her hand, only it's not her hand. Yeah, and and then she like wakes up and knocks some shit off of her nightstand. Yeah, which. Cool, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. Like there's no point to that. Like this is. It's almost like they were trying to make a Giallo movie. Yeah, but poorly. Yeah. So uh, the next next day, drunky from earlier, he has himself uh, a little mishap. A bag. No, he's got he's got himself a grocery bag with like. Three liter bottles of beer in it. Yeah. Which, I mean, hey, we've all been there. I mean, I often have five gallons, up to ten gallons of beer and kegs in my fridge downstairs, so I'm not really one to judge too much. But you kind of get the idea he was probably drinking all three of those that night. Yeah, he was going to make it happen. Yeah. Whereas me, ten gallons of beer can last me a couple months. And then, uh, he, one of them falls and he trips on it, falls down the stairs and dies. Nope, not down the stairs. Well, he like takes a tumble over the railing and falls through a hole in the middle of the stairwell, like down like three flights or something, three 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 stories. True. Yeah. Because snitches get dead. Yeah. And uh, so Mia Farrow heads up to meet her lamp friend. Lamp guy. And he's, she's like, hey, check it out, man. I figured it all out. It, it was really a secret second ghost girl who we saw at the seance. And that's the problem is secret second ghost girl. So what I need to do is go meet her oh. mom at the insane asylum. Because that'll yeah. he- help things. Well, uh- I mean, she has to make she has to find out how she died, and and also like, was she really evil, or was this dude just taking her for a ride, trying to get into her pants by telling her stories about how he helped kill a kid? Yeah, that's that, that's how that works, right? Totally. Yeah. And then um, he's like, "Yeah, cool. I guess I'll go with you in the morning." That sounds fun yeah like maybe we shouldn't do this oh no i'm totally gonna do this okay then when are you leaving 8 a.m okay fine i'll be there yeah but then uh something else happens the narrator says 
he was not there. No, yeah. what happens is he is splish splash taking a bath all about a Saturday night, and because he likes to play like old music on the juki box, and uh, he so he's in the bath, and the window to his bathroom tilts and knocks a lamp off of the one by one that he has it balanced precariously on apparently. Yeah. And it was, it, <laughs> it was a bad fucking setup and it falls into the bathtub and electrocutes him. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, that's kind of on you, bro. Like, yeah. Should I have those ground fault interrupt plugs installed? But anyway, so Mia Farrow heads off in the morning, meets up with Mrs. Uh, Rudge at the, uh, Asylum. Yeah, and that lady is great because she's like the whole time that they're wheeling her from her room to the the common room, she's just got like this like shitting grin on her face, like and like doesn't change expression at all. And you're like, that lady is gone. There's nothing but going on behind those eyes. Yeah. And then Mia Farrow tells her about her daughter. And she's and then the lady changes expression slightly. He's like, "Oh yeah, I killed her because she was evil. Yeah, like really evil. And evil doesn't die, but at least she's not alive anymore. <laughs> I just put my hand over her mouth and held her nose shut until she stopped moving. <laughs> and yeah. you're like, "Holy shit! This old lady is way more hardcore than I expected." And she is like gleeful about this she's not even like oh man i had to kill my daughter oh man it was so sad i had to kill my daughter it's like no i killed my daughter yeah one for the team <laughs> so uh me and pharaoh was like cool i'm gonna leave now because this is fucked up yep and then she turns back and gives her the evil eye which uh, well she turns back and looks at the old lady and i think the implication is that the daughter the ghost daughter was working through her and gave the old lady a heart attack. Yeah. So, uh, Mia Farrow heads home and then she finally sees second ghost girl. Yep. She's playing with the clown symbol thing. And she's like, be careful. Cause that, that symbol is sharp. It's sharp. as fuck. You'll cut yourself. Yeah. And then, they have a they have a hug, and Mia Farrow has now got her neck slit. Yes, presumably by the sharp symbol. Yep. So that she can live on. Well, I'm sorry, exist on as the mother to the psychotic ghost girl, the ghost yep. mother to the ghost girl. And that's that. The end. Wrapped so, Chris, up. what did you think of this movie? Um. It's it's real boring. It just kind of meanders around the whole time. It's an interesting idea, but a bad implementation. I mean, Mia Farrow is just not very compelling to watch. It's... I don't know. I like the idea of the story, where, like, you know... There's a ghost, but not the ghost she thought she got to see. There's just nothing... There's not a lot here. It's like a half hour worth of story that they 
just drug out. Stuff happens that's of no real consequence. Like her husband dies in the basement. That don't that don't mean nothing. Lady falls down the stairs. That don't mean nothing. I mean, I guess the whole thing is just like, you know, grief or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I feel nothing at all towards this movie. It's just kind of dull. I say skip it unless you're into, I don't know, a okay ghost story. It was, it was okay. It's not bad. It's not good. It's a delicious soggy middle. Yum. <laughs> what do you say, Troy? Um, I don't know. When I now that I've come to like the idea that this was meant to be a Giallo movie popped into my head, I like it a little better just because I can kind of see maybe what they were trying to go for. They missed. I'm, I'm not gonna say they hit. They missed, but I kind of can kind of see that now. Um, this was uh, based on a story by Peter Straub, who. All I know is he did a collaboration with Stephen King for a, a book I think called The Talisman, yes. which I which I have not read. I've not read any of his stuff, and I'm imagining this is probably a short story, uh, given the the amount of plot there is to this movie. Um, so I mean, I kind of want to read the source material because I I like Chris said I I actually do like the story. It's, it's a nice little ghost story, especially with a nice little twist to it. But man, this, I mean, yeah, I'm Mia Farrow just like, I like Rosemary's baby felt to me like it was good despite Mia Farrow. It was not good because of Mia Farrow. And this movie was not helped by Mia Farrow. She's, uh, she, I don't find her. I also don't find her very compelling. So I felt like that was a big hindrance to this movie. Um, I mean, there are some things I liked the, uh, I mean, the, the ending was kind of cool. Like the way like she like has her arms outstretched, welcoming the ghost girl to her. Like that's kind of like, I like when people make the decision, you know, like, well, you know what? Fuck life. I think I'm just going to be the ghost mother of this ghost girl from now on, because I really want to be a mother more than anything else. And you know what? Fine. That's a, that's a choice that I can get behind. Like, at least, you know what you want to do with your life. And if it's ended so that you can become a ghost mom, wonderful. Uh, the the beginning was pretty harrowing when the girl was dying. But, like, this movie you could not make in these days because people know the Heimlich maneuver and there's ground fault interrupt circuits now. And, like, there's just most of the quote-unquote accidents that happen in this movie would never happen. You, you can't find a fucking doll with a sharp symbol on it anymore. That's for certain. But I still wouldn't mind like somebody doing like a modern remake of this. Uh, I said, I think, I think Jordan Peele could set this like in Detroit and have some interesting social commentary he could pull out of it. I think Chris had a suggestion for a director to give it to. Yeah, I thought maybe Ty West would do all right. Yeah, I feel like he'd probably be closest to this movie, but make it more interesting. Uh, I think Chris also suggested Ari What's-His-Head from uh, Hereditary and Midsummer. Like, I could see that, because like, he would just focus on the dynamic between the the wife and the husband and how like toxic that could be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's not this movie. 
this movie, I think, is a movie you could probably safely skip. Mm-hmm. So what are we watching next week, Chris? Oh, you know, I don't remember. I want to say Mankind. <laughs> yes. Nick, yes, Mick Foley is going to... We're going to watch Mick Foley. Yeah, nothing but we're going to watch two hours of Mick Foley highlights. <laughs> Actually, I think he's going to be at Awesome Con this year in, in D.C. But uh, no, we're going to watch Madman, as suggested by both Brett and Megan Slauson independently. Um, assuming Brett is here next episode. Presumably. He's not here... He's not here to tell us he's not going to be here. Yeah. Which means he'll be uh, here. We apologize if anyone decided to watch the 2012 movie Found for the podcast before we did because, well, we couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. So, except for iTunes, apparently. Yeah. I'm not going down that road. No, we're not going to. No, no, never. we're, We're never Applers. And, uh, so, yeah, we're not, we didn't watch that. We watched this instead. Yeah. So what if other people, whatever I'm supposed to say right now, to segue into the other part? <laughs> well, things and stuff, and then what you call it, and then some of the who's it and the what's it. No. So you can reach out to us on Facebook, where we're Slaughterhouse Princess. You can email us at slaughterhousepriincesspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can tweet us at Slaughter Prince, which is Slaughter Princess with no vowels and princess uh we have a subreddit r slash shp podcast uh you can talk to us on our discord server at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com uh you can listen to us on itunes even though we just besmirched them uh stitcher podbean iHeartRadio, spotify tune in your your whatever smart speaker you might have uh, I'm sure you get, there's other ways to catch our pod waves and, uh, you could also, uh, you know, go, if you want to give us any money, you could go to patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com and pledge there. And thank you again to all of our, uh, patrons who do actually, uh, pledge a dollar or two to us every month and other things can be found at slaughterhouseprincess.com. Mm-hmm. So come back for Mad Men. And while their podcasts think about movies, we are going to drink about movies. Bye. Sometimes I, I doubt your commitment to sparkle motion. <laughs>